Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Hello. We have a guest today. Hello. <laughs> it's Mike. And uh, let's see. Oh, that's me. That's lovely Mike right there. Hello. There we go. All right, you're you're on Creative Cave. This is this is uh, our show where Mike, Matt. <laughs> You got a mic and a mat in the studio <laughs> it's today. Hard. It's hard. On the same time. We both kind of look alike. Yeah. At least a little bit. You're both wearing Spider-Man socks, too. I think all three of us are. I yeah. Am. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get the memo. Yeah. He couldn't buy them at Walmart. Last. I can buy those at Walmart, actually. I just, uh, it would not do me any good to buy a pair of socks. I would just yeah, you wear throw away. Time. Yeah, wear a fancy pair of socks for once. The Walmart once ones up. are probably better than the ones I have on right now. Because I'm not going to lie to you. These aren't doing too much for my feet. Are you cold? Uh, I'm cold, and they're wet, and they, they're they hot sometimes. It's oh, like those socks. Yeah. Were they hot, and then they got cold, and then they got wet, and now they're cold? I don't know. I don't know if science can explain what's going on in my shoes right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about Mike. We're going to talk about creative stuff. Lovely, lovely Mike. This is going to be one of your lowest episodes ever. <laughs> People do not want It's on the episode, too. It'll be all right. Yeah, you're good. No one's going to listen to it anyway. And (laughs) right about now, we'll roll the intro. You just were chilling there while you guys watched that intro. It was a free stream. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to start off with your backstory. Introduce yourself. The origin story of Mike. Okay. Uh, I'll start off introducing myself. Uh, name's Mike. I work alongside these three gentlemen here. Uh, I currently work as a UI designer. And uh, yeah, do you want me to start from the beginning? or Does everybody know what UI design is? Yeah, I can start off saying that. UI design is a unifa- user interface design. It's pretty much just designing uh, web-based screens. Um, and for user having a focus on UX, which is user experience, those two usually go hand in hand. You should look up a Venn diagram to see where both of those play a part in each other's roles because it's quite confusing. And as a person who is in the industry, I still get confused about what it is. And no one answers it the same way. No, no, there's not a consistent answer anywhere. Yeah. But uh, one thing you can say confidently is that in order to do one of those well, you have to know the other part. So in order to design well, you have to know what a good user experience looks like. And in order to create a good user experience, you need to create a design that promotes a good user experience. What was that thing that you shared? No, it was the post you made about the goal isn't to be minimal. It's just <laughs> yeah, simplicity is not the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah simplicity is not the goal. Making design that eliminates distractions is. Yeah. yeah. So the same thing could be applied there. Yep. Yeah. Great post, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Check us out Instagram. And uh, I've been doing web design for about two, or no, a year and a half. Year and a half. Uh, it's been longer than that. You started in January of 2018. Mm. Wow. Because that was before you moved to the other side of the building. That's right. Yeah. Two two years. It's kind of wild. Two Flown years by. of UI. So what made you get into it? Uh, well, it was simple. I'll tell you what. Uh, I've always really loved design. I've always really... <laughs> no, it, it simply came down to Spencer said, hey, we need a, a we have a need at the company for a web designer. You want to fill that role? And I said, sure. <laughs> Not knowing... Yeah, so it came as a mix of like kind of a different, couple of different things is the designer we had at the time um, who was less than fit for the job um, not that's about as nice as I can be about it without without lying and saying that she was great. Um, the she could not grasp the life of her how a website worked and how to design it. And we were getting to a place where we were about, at this time we had maybe ten or fifteen different projects we were working on. I was the only one I was still designing them all because like we had hired a desire to help and told Mike, I was like, hey, you want to learn design? You know, we had Mike. Mike had been brought on full-time at this point. So we're like, all right, Mike has time to, like, grow into to more responsibilities. 
so we're gonna I'm gonna let you just design this and basically like here's this one you know just copy this kind of like proven framework of layouts and go from there so it's basically like hey Mike you're doing it you're gonna use sketch to do it and we'll go for there sketch yeah yeah I think I'm pretty unique in that I didn't start out knowing Photoshop or Illustrator like my first tool that I learned was sketch and I think more and more web designers are going to find more that don't know Adobe programs, maybe just no sketch. If right. all they've been designing is web-based screens, mm -hmm. then yeah, I could see that. But now, would you ever start to teach yourself Adobe XD with the rise of that one um, coming up? I hear like so many people yeah, it's on everywhere. our posts everywhere, they're like, yeah. hey, can you do this in Adobe XD? Like, I don't know. I Dude, I don't. I don't know. Probably could. So after you <laughs> after you answer, I have yeah. comments on that. Well, yeah. So me and you, have, me and Spencer, have talked about it, making that switch. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. Do you want to do it mid mid trying to trying to complete the the work that you already have? But like, so learning X, it too. Yeah, and so my biggest thing with XD is, it started off as it was. I mean, it's free. If you use it in the browser, it's free. Mm -hmm. Um, but XD was created as a reaction to sketch taking market share from Adobe. Oh, so it's a little competition. Exactly. Yeah. And when, so every time sketch is, sketch is pushing limits, pushing limits, pushing limits, and here comes XD with these new features. Now, I will say, I'll be the first to say, XD has come a long way than what it first was. And if you're really immersed into the Adobe world and everything like that, then, then it's great for you because you can use those Creative Cloud libraries and stuff like that. And XD is actually doing a lot with like smaller creators and like getting them on their their socials and working with them like more than Adobe would, and building that network out, which is fine and dandy. But again, like it's, I look at things. I when I try and use XD, I look at things and I say Sketch already does this or Sketch does this differently. It's better. This is like their iteration of what Sketch already does. Um, I feel the same way about Figma, but. If Sketch mm -hmm. can just figure out the cloud, yes. If, if they can figure out the cloud, so Mike and I can work on files at the same time, yes, yeah. golden. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does XD it offer that? What's well, that's the that's the thing. XD yeah. offers cloud based. Uh, it starts work files, right? It yeah. starts yeah. off as cloud. It's all cloud based for the most part because and when you have a pro membership or like a full Creative Cloud membership, you're able to work on your files offline. Mm. Yeah. yeah, which would be sweet because so, you can yeah. work from different machines too. Yeah. Yeah, Big, pick it up, go home, pick it up yeah. again. And so Figma does that, but Figma's also limited, you know. So anyway, I don't want to be tied to the internet. I want to be able to work without it, but I also want to be able to upload, a, like sync a file to the cloud so when Mike resyncs, all of my changes have come through. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. It's so like I might make changes in a client meeting that I can make quickly instead of putting it on the list, having Mike have to do it, all that stuff. But I want to be able to, when he syncs it and opens it back up to do the things that do take more time. It's already ready for him. Exactly. Yeah. It's already yeah. ready. And I'm not having to send him a file. He's going to have to rename it and all that other stuff. Yeah. 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 So that holds a lot of value right there. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know how I feel about a, something so closely like Figma. It's, <laughs> you know. Figma, Ligma. Ligma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> a little poor plan. Yeah, I don't I think, think they were prepared. Yeah. They might have named it before Ligma became so popular, but... Yeah. Well, at least they didn't go above just, yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. Figma's free, too, I think, to a certain extent. Uh, it's like Canva. There's like a light version. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Or there's the... Light Figma. It's free with a certain amount of projects. I think it's the same way as Envision. Okay. Yeah. The thing with, the thing with Sketch is it comes back to it's like... It's also like you pay once a year. You're not paying every month. You don't with you know, Sketch. Yeah. Mm. Okay. If you want updates, you don't have to pay. Like if you don't want to pay, have updates, you can just not pay anymore. What does Adobe XD's prototyping look like? Like so, Envision it's, has or Sketch has Envision. It's more robust than Sketch's prototyping, but gotcha. you have to prototype inside of an inside of XD. Okay. To my knowledge, it is. People people say it has the best prototyping engine of its own. However, you have to do it with inside of XD. So it's its own thing? Like Adobe yeah. XD, you can design and prototype? Yeah, same way with Sketch. Like Sketch has its own prototyping. Oh, uh, we just don't use it. Yeah, yeah, we just use Craft. That makes sense. Right. Are there as many plugins for XD? I don't know. Not sure about that. I'm not sure. I don't know about that. Like, It's always been for me, it's like, is it worth it for me to change the tool of the trade? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
and a plus it's, it's, it's one of those like you're so comfortable with sketch already like yeah, yeah same with like me and illustrator I'm not, yeah i'm not doing anything else <laughs> yeah i'm not using anything else yeah. sketch is super user friendly if anybody's ever trying to do something quick yeah. sketch is also like, like sketch is also like four screens mm-hmm. like it's like illustrator is four vectors mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah that's true and you can do photo mani- manipulation in it but sketch is four screens so yeah, yeah. goes back to that thing you're talk about like always use the right tool right. for the right job mm-hmm. and my job is a web design yeah sometimes yeah <laughs> if you're using but a lot of people still design stuff in photoshop yeah like, yeah when i first came on you were still designing yeah in photoshop yeah you know, some people that you know still design in microsoft word so yeah we got Jeez. some we mike and i mike and i met with someone or either i met with him first but we met with a client who had made their what they thought the website should look like in a powerpoint yes oh. And gave it to us. A Microsoft would, PowerPoint. I'm just impressed yeah. at that point. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like, dude, can I hire you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so going off of that, so we know you make web-based screens. Uh, where do you get some of your inspiration? Like, where does... Um, yeah, you when know, you sit down for a new project, yeah, what is, like, your go-to top three things to do? Where are you pulling from? Well, generally, a client will give us their inspiration, so... They'll usually provide two or three uh, sites that are current in their industry that they appreciate. And so I I can take a lot of elements from that. But if none of those are hitting, I'll usually go to like sites like uh, awards.com, but it's A-W-W-W-Awards. Awards. Awards. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you win one of those once? No. Uh, (laughs) I have not. Wow, way to go, Chris. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Sorry. I've got an honorable mention. Hey, that's, hey, from that's, from right. Hermes. that's from the Hermes. So. Shout out Hermes. I think we have some stuff that can win. An, oh, it's a now. It's just yes, called, now. It's just called awards. Yeah, I yeah. think we have. Some, award. We won an awards. <laughs> we definitely have some stuff that could win that, but you have that's like a grassroots operation. You have to have people go and actually vote for you. Yeah, but I think we could win some side of the day. We could set up a bot to do it for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, hacking awards. It's yeah. totally <laughs> not what we're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll look at stuff like that. Um, Honestly, just researching like an industry, like not even websites, but pictures, um, different materials that they might put out, promotional materials, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of see where the industry falls and like where they're at, where the trends are. Yeah, where the trends right. are for that. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on, I guess we, we can talk about this now. Um we didn't really like dive too much into your backstory. So I know when you first came here, uh, you were you were doing video. Mm-hmm. So talk a little about like doing video and and everything else that you learned before jumping into UI. All right. Well, yeah, I was not originally a designer. <laughs> I I came to Red Shark as a video editor. Um, Spencer contacted me. I w- <laughs> Let's go back a little bit further. So Let's dive on back. I was a part of this uh, college ministry on uh, ECU's campus. And, oh gosh, we can go back even further than that. So at my home church, uh, from where I'm from, they did these weekly announcement videos, and they were trash. They were really bad. I said, I think I can make it a little bit more uh, enthusiastic, you know? So I got into, I picked up, Apple movie or what is it? iMovie. iMovie. Um, and just started editing videos that way, filming myself on a laptop camera, like a webcam and all that, starting from there and making these really cheesy, really bad announcement videos for my church. They're out there too. If you go look, can we find them? You could, I'm not going to give you any details (laughs) of where to find them, but they are out there. Spencer, any help? (laughs) You know, I could probably find them. He could probably find them, but, uh, don't go looking for them. <laughs> They're really bad. That and would be it, great. Like right here, we just yeah. put like just throw one up right in there. Yeah. So how old were you around this time? Mm. Uh, I was still a junior, senior in high school. <sighs> yes. Damn. Yeah. So we had big dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. dreams. So that's where I I got my first itch to do video stuff or be creative. <laughs> I guess. And then I went to went off to ECU. And then, lo and behold, they found out that I used to do announcement videos for their church back at home. So they're like, hey, look, you want to do announcement videos for us? And I ended up interning for this uh, this college ministry and doing 
even more cheesy intro, uh, videos. And that's when I met Spencer. And uh, Spencer told me how to work a camera because, remember, at the time, I was just using a webcam. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so he told me actually how to use a camera. And even then, they're they're really bad and uh, really cheesy. And then one day, Spencer was like, hey, uh, he was working at Red Shark. And uh, they had a lot of video work come up. And he's like, uh, we, we got a lot of video work come up. There's no way I myself can. I think you were doing it just by yourself, yeah. right? And Spencer's like, I got a lot of stuff. We're going to bring you on just to this small little yeah, business so, intro videos. Yeah, so at the time we had a client that we were going out to their location three times a week, no, two times a week, and shooting their product. They were um, a multi, they had multiple boat brands. So we were going out in the water shooting boats and shooting like um, boats in production, like how far, like where they were going. Like each week we would check a new boat and where it was in a different step. And then we were actually riding boats and shooting. So it was pretty fun stuff at the nice. time. Yeah. So I didn't get fun. to do any of that. You didn't get to ride <laughs> the boat. And um, we that got was. we got the there was a guy working there who had extremely good gear who was shooting a lot of footage, and he would just give it to us and like and then he started just feeding it to us. So that's basically what it was like. I'm editing these videos, and that's what you did. I mean, you probably made what twenty, thirty. It was a lot. The first videos, the first six months. Or, <laughs> Oh yeah, the first month of my time at Red Shark was editing boat videos. Yeah, for a good month. Yeah, and love then the love a good boat. the first six months was still just editing. I don't think I filmed anything. Yeah, until like a year in to working at Red Shark. Wow, it probably wasn't that long, but yeah, it was, it was good time. Yeah, because we started filming like our own little videos. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah, shark bites. I do. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad too, and they're still up. They're still up on they're our channel. They're easier yeah. to find. They're easier to find. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's like the onboarding process here. Matt we'll watch and, all of them. Matt and Christian tortured me the other day by going through, like, scrolling D way back on our Instagram. All the way to the right. bottom. Uh, it was bad. So, I yeah, I got brought on for that, and then I just stuck around long enough. And then Spencer's <laughs> like, hey, we need need you to do the web design. And yeah. Told you that whole part. I've been doing web design ever since. A little bit of everything. Yeah, so what... I guess we can talk about that a little bit more about taking on, relate this back to the in-house creative who's been given new new roles. Because a lot of people, they'll say, a question is, I wasn't hired for this, but I'm this is my now requirement. You know, it's like they use that as a complaint. This wasn't why I was hired, you know. So when you were given that role, like here's a full-time job, this is your part of your new responsibilities. When you were given that role, what was your immediate reaction? Not immediate reaction, but, like, how did you process that? I was excited. I was a little nervous because, like, I'm not naturally a designer. We can get into that later. Something you, you said to me it always stuck out um, to help me get through all that. But I was actually excited. Uh, well, one, I was just excited to have a full-time job out of college. I think I remember telling you, I was like, Dude, I don't care what I'm doing. Like, I got a full-time. We, <laughs> we were working a side job. We were shooting, we were, yeah. we were shooting a wedding. Yes. And then yeah. I... Yeah, I was just really excited to have a full-time job straight out of college. It had nothing to do with my major. Um, <laughs> a joke me and Spencer have is, like, don't go to college. Like, nothing that I went to college for hey, same pertains boat. to anything yeah. that I do now. Yeah. Slightly in the marketing side. But, but um, yeah, I was excited. Initially excited. Cool. Nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, would you – this is something I want to talk about. Uh, it's a unicorn. So in an agency, you have unicorns, and unicorns are, are people that have many different hats, can do many different things well, and don't need much supervision or, or guidance to, to get the job done. Would you consider yourself a unicorn? I'm like a beginner unicorn. A baby unicorn? <laughs> well, I'm like a, yeah, a baby unicorn. Unicorn light? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think one thing... A little uni. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my strong traits is that I'm somewhat adaptable uh, and willing to learn. And that was one thing Spencer, we had talked about. He's like, if you're willing to learn or put in the time to, to learn a program or learn a skill or trade, like that's, that's more valuable than being talented. Like just being willing to learn and being willing to be shaped uh, into a role that you need to fill. So if that's a unicorn, yes, 
I'm a unicorn. Yes, I would consider <laughs> you a unicorn. Um, I enjoy learning, like naturally. What's that from the office? My horn can pierce the sky. Yes. Clip it. I I love yeah, clip that. I love learning things, and I'm very curious. Uh, so that always gets my brain firing too. Just yeah, being able to learn different things. Okay, but how do you how do you like this? How do you keep that motivation? To just keep like, oh, yeah, I want to learn that. Oh, I want to learn this too. I don't know what that comes from. I don't know why I'm motivated. I think it's just how I am. It's just like I'm curious by you. nature. Yeah. It fades quickly. <laughs> like it's, I, I don't know. I think uh, Spencer could testify. I tend to jump into the things really hard in the beginning, and then it's just I'd fade out. Mm. So maybe that's like a, a bad part of it. Yeah. I think there's been times when, like, we've talked about that a lot, too, about even with on the, on the idea level. So, like, jumping into an idea and being able to understand this idea is not working, cut bait, go somewhere else. Whereas um, that is your nature, I would say, yes. to, like, leave a leave something behind when you get done with it. But also, like, for this, it's, like, the reverse. Like, you'll milk an idea that you're not confident <laughs> in. For forever, and then it's like, Mike, just start over. You know, you start over, and it's done. You know, yeah. It's um, just, it's just kind of like dipping your toes in the water. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you got to feel it out. I think that's a big part of design in general. It's like, um, I was watching something that Draplin was doing the other day, and he, he like, if you see his board for like a logo design, it's filled with like seventy to like a hundred different logo variants, oh, yeah. and then he finally gets there. And it's just, uh, it's. I'm not that person. Yeah, my train of thought would be like, <laughs> I'll draw two or three things. I don't even draw. I'll, d- <laughs> I'll put two or three things, ideas out there. I'm like, I like that one. About five hours in, I'm like, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens all the time? It's really frustrating. I think for me too, it's like I have to take a step away from it. Because after a yeah. while, I'm like. All this is shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that's taught in school, I think, that we don't have because we didn't go to school for that stuff. Is because Kelsey would do that. Kelsey would draw, like, 30 variations of one simple logo concept. Mm-hmm. And she would then bring me, like, all 30 of them. I'm like, I don't want all 30. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't want all 30. She's like, well, that's, that's what we have to do. Like, we had to make, a lot of times, we'd have to make 200 before we could even show anything. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of that, too, is, like, yeah, do two hundred, but only show ten if yeah. if that. You know what I mean. German German did the same thing when I was when he was working on some different logos. Like he would do the same thing, and I was like, okay, maybe this is something that's taught like in school because they yeah. both they both came from the exact same curriculum. I think it's more like an exercise. Yeah, just yeah. get you to do a bunch of them. Yeah. So for like I've seen videos like that, maybe not from Draplin himself, but his book has that. His book has like the same thing with like thirty different variations of the logo yeah yeah and they're like super small iterations and like i think that stuff that i do mentally or i do while i'm doing like i like we were looking at something the other day for cutting vinyl and i was like Mm -hmm. changing the stroke like i'll change the the thickness of a stroke five or six times or 20 or 30 to get it right in different contrasts but i don't save every version oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like like draplin's thick lines so if he's got this one over here it's like his standard thickness is pretty much everything but then this is half, and this is double what it is. Like, I would test that, and then I would save what is right. I wouldn't keep every single one. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm. sense? Well, for yeah. me, I have, like, yeah. I'll save a file as, like, a working file, and then I'll have everything on there. And then when I narrow them down, right? But it's even, it's even from it. It's yeah. even the fact of, like, saving that and copying over. So, like, taking a thin versus a thick, mm-hmm. and instead of looking at it thick, looking at it thin, and then moving. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, they they're just it's like math showing your work the whole way. Yeah, that's a good that, yeah. yeah, good way to describe it. And that's just kind of like that's something I don't have because we talked about this this uh, on another episode, another show. I talked about this. It's like everything I've done has been like on a six hour timeline. Yeah, it's always due tomorrow. It's always due three days from now. It's always due a week from now. I don't have time to spend a week on it. Take my time and show my work, and you know, like yeah. Anyway. Not that saying that's the right way to do things. I'm just saying that's per- I don't have personal experience with that. I think it depends on the project too. Yeah, yeah. Especially like for you, like if you say you spent like four or five hours completely doing a, a web design layout, is that like how much? What like what's the typical time frame to build one out? Just a homepage or what are we yeah. talking? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking homepage. Ooh. 
I mean, I don't know. It varies so much. That's probably another one of my problems. It varies so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what would benefit me, I'll get to answering your question. I think what would benefit me would be like almost having a systematic approach of designing mm. of where fleshing out ideas didn't take so long. Because I think a lot of me designing is me designing while I'm trying to flesh out ideas. Mm, and that's right. what takes so long. Uh, no, a homepage probably take like a day. Somebody, somebody out there is probably laughing like, what in the world? A day? Hey, don't yeah. roast us, okay? Uh, I don't know, like the main primary pages, day and a half. Yeah, it depends on how intricate the site is. I've done, I think in sites like, uh, old site like Musashi, did that in like two days, the whole whole site. It was a little restaurant, yeah. but it was actually really It came enjoyed. out really cool. Yeah. I like that one. That was one of my, my favorite. Sites that I've done. That client's actually starting another restaurant. Really? Nice. Yeah. They're take, dragging their feet on it, but they want us to do that too. Just haven't locked it in yet. Huzzah. It depends. I, I think I get... Yeah. yeah we can go so that, that. That's another question. That's a thing to talk about in another episode probably is because this is a whole topic. I see a lot. It's like people, designers say, am I too slow? Like my art director, my creative director is, in, is saying I'm moving too slow. They need it faster. Am I truly slow or are their expectations wrong? Mm. And then you've got this one side that's like, well, deadlines are important, guys. Other side, it's like, no, they should appreciate you and respect the time it takes for you to do things well and not rush you. But I think, I don't know, there's no way to measure it. There's no way to say that Mike taking a day is too long or me taking two and a half hours. Did I rush it? Did Mike take too long did he overthink it did i rush is there somewhere to be in between should it be four hours should it be a day and i need to i need to take more time you know so it's like we think about it from that side it's a whole conversation of course but it's something that's important that a lot of people ask because then like mike mike's salary of course but he you work all day on a homepage, and you have to stay till seven to get it done technically you're here an hour and a half after we've closed but how do we as how do we as like managers or creative directors or whatever um say well you had a full eight hours you had enough time you know it's it's like Mm. while you want to respect the designer you want to respect and say take your time to do your job well you also need like as designers even when i was working here like when i I still work here when i was working at the agency i as a designer not a creative director or now coo it's like i have to I should have, like, my mindset should have been getting it done in the time I've been allotted. You know, like, that's just how you have to be respectful of the business you're working within. And knowing if you if you take 10 hours to do something that they budgeted at seven, is seven enough time to do it? Is it reasonable? Like, do you need to move faster or be better? It's not going to be answered right now. It's just yeah. like thinking about, like, so when, if you do start roasting us, just think <laughs> about it from that regard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that yeah. goes into it too, yeah. like just I don't know. And every project's different. Yeah. Well, so. you see, you see a lot of videos about like how to how to fight or how to not how to not have your time be abused. And this the exact example is like it's at five thirty or six o'clock, and someone says, um, "All right, I'm heading out," and they're like, "Would well, you finish this?" And they're like, "No," and they're like, "Well, you need to stay and finish it." Well, it's six o'clock. We close at six, and they're like. He's like, are you going to pay me overtime? And they're like, no, you didn't get your work done time. Well, it takes longer than you've allowed for. Like, how do you say that? You know, you can't, you're never going to, you're never going to become an art director, a creative director, or a, a successful agency owner if you can't respect how a team works in time, you know? Yes. I mean, that's just, again, a whole other conversation. Probably somebody, we, another guest, we could ask about that, but. That's something that a lot of people who this podcast is meant for are probably struggling with. Anyway. All right. Well, that's a good spot to move on to the next topic. Next subject is music. Hey, you. Hey. Something I know a little bit more about. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you play in a, a band of sorts. Um, and, and you play guitar, you have a, a large collection and, uh, large and, and collection. a sound guy, you know? So, uh, let, let's dive into that. Tell, tell us, 
um, a bit about your music background, history with that, and how it's had an impact on your work life with design and, you know, like video and then UI, if any of that kind of applies in there. Yeah, I guess I should have added that in my, my backstory as far as being a creative. I've been interested in music and that creative space longer than I have been interested in uh, visual design or video. But it started when I was in middle school. I was just a typical middle school kid and just wanted to play guitar to play all my favorite 80s songs and impress all the women. And it kind of worked. Uh, I did learn a couple 80s songs. <laughs> Those 80s rock songs. Which and, one uh, worked? Yeah. Uh, both. Oh. Uh, Ayo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where I started. I taught myself how to play guitar through YouTube. And um, if anybody ever wants to learn how to play guitar, just go on YouTube. You don't need to spend money on lessons. You can learn everything you possibly need to know. Really? Yeah. You taught yourself on YouTube? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's... Yeah, don't pay for an instructor. Yeah. You'll, learn, you, you'll learn what you want to play. Yeah. I think uh, Kinley's little brother, he, he knows like a, a decent bit, like a little, but like I think he went to like two lessons and was like, I don't really like the vibe. Yeah. And he taught himself online. Yeah, and I think that goes back to like my personality about if I want to know how to do something, I'll teach myself how to do it. Or uh, that's what makes me uh, so good at Googling things now. <laughs> <laughs> teaching myself how to play guitar. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, so I taught myself how to play guitar and carried that through high school and even into college. And uh, Oh, and back in high school, there's more videos of this on the internet too. I was in a screamo band and I played guitar. And there's videos out there, uh, but good luck finding those. Uh, yeah. I'll be trying later. Oh, yeah. We're going to dig. We are hey, going to you dig. Can, you can watch me headbang and mosh and on all that fun stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, had the long hair and everything. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I had hair past my shoulders at one point. I did you know I him did, at I that did, point? I didn't know Mike at that time, but I've seen yeah. photos. I'd like to yeah. just see a pic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like wow. clean cut now. But yeah, yeah. So we're, we're I carried through, <laughs> carried through high school and then in college, uh, helped out with that same college ministry, playing in their their worship band, and I play now in uh, in church. But yeah, everything I've learned through guitar is either word of mouth through other people that I know or on YouTube. Right. Um, and what was your second question? How that? How does that yeah, help me? How, how is like, because I know um, there's always like some people saying that like uh, knowing music and having like a music background and having that <laughs> discipline of, of teaching yourself an instrument and knowing all of the notes and harmonies, whatever, that it, it carries over into something else, whether it's sports, whether it's um, like their day-to-day job, whether it's like their workflow, something like that. It, it, it has an impact in other aspects of your life. Yeah, I think you said it well as far as like that discipline to learn something new. Like it took me, it took me years uh, to learn guitar and play it somewhat well. And I'm, I'm not even good relatively to like other people in the area or yeah, whatever. But yeah, I think just knowing, having that discipline to be able to teach myself something from scratch uh, is what has carried over. And is what helped out in uh, learning video production or learning web design. Yeah. Um, just being able to... A lot of it is patience, too, because, like, how hard is it, like, when you're first starting to learn to play guitar? It's pretty It's pretty difficult. A lot of people... There's two things. Usually people can't get over the the pain oh, yeah, in your no. fingers. I did it mm-hmm. like, two lessons. I was out. After a month, <laughs> calluses come, and, and, you're, and you're fine. And now, like, I don't even have fingertips. Spencer's probably the same way. He you plays bass. feel anything? Well, you can feel stuff, but, like... Your uh, fingerprints on your tips are yeah, it's all rough. It's, and, yeah, it's all rough and shiny, smooth. Yeah, uh, yeah. So once you build those calluses, playing doesn't hurt anymore. Um, and then it's just the discipline of practicing every day. I don't practice every day now with guitar. I've kind of hit this one like threshold where it's like I can I'm able to play everything that's needed from me right mm. now. Uh, so when I want to learn something more intricate, I have to play every day. Uh, that's another thing you can talk about. Uh, so to get better at guitar or to get more consistent at guitar, be more consistent about practicing every day. And I think that carries over into design. Yeah, absolutely. Matt was telling me today, um, we were talking about... This this morning. Yeah, yeah this morning. Yeah. We were talking about a uh, comic artist that I like, Alex Ross. He 
does incredible work. Yeah. And uh, also, if you want to check out Any Given Wednesday, that's our uh, one of our sister podcasts. <laughs> We've got an ad. We can just run over yeah. it. Yeah. Just Blow run up. ad Oh, here. yeah. Just run an ad right over and ours. Just run ad right here. <laughs> <laughs> Go check that out. We talk a little bit more about comics if you're interested in that community. We're bad at it. Yeah. Yeah, we're really bad. We're, we're trying to learn. Is that every every day mentality? Guy? Yeah. No, it's really fun. I'm, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying yeah. like being a part Dude. of it. Dude, Batman 90 came out this week. A brand new villain was introduced, and we didn't talk about it at all. Hey, yeah, we're really <laughs> it's bad. episode two, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode two. Cut yourself a break. Yeah. yeah. But uh, me and Matt were talking about, man, this dude is killer. And I was telling Matt, I have a, I think it's called Marvelocity, but it's his, it's his journey as a comic book artist from when he was a kid to now when he's in his... 40s, 50s, I don't know. He's old, but he's really good. And it showed the progression of when he was a 12-year-old, how bad his drawings were. Like, yeah. Yeah. couldn't color in the lines, uh, stick figures. His Hulk just looked like a pound of green mashed potatoes. Yeah. Dude, and that's the shit, like, I struggle with so much because, like, I took such a long hiatus from, like, art and design. And now, like... I'm constantly being bombarded with like beautiful work on Instagram yeah, yeah. and kind of mad at yourself. And I'm like, dude, like I'm never going to be like that. And then I look at that. Sure you are. Don't have that mentality. Yeah. That's what's fucking you up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They probably think they suck. Imposter syndrome. Another plug. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> Go check out agency basement. <laughs> yeah. Another plug. Episode but, two. Nah. But yeah, we were talking about, I was like, it's crazy to see. Cause you'll see from 12 to about 20. Not good. After his twenties, dude was killer. Wow! Yeah. And uh, it's like guitar. Like, it's like guitar. You suck yeah. until it clicks. Yep. Something, something just clicks. Yeah. There's like design, but yeah. I still suck. There's certain milestones that you hit, yeah. and it's like once you've gotten to that milestone, it's you don't really sink back. Like I'm not gonna forget how to play guitar unless I take off ten years and be like, I don't know what an E chord is. How do how do my fingers go for a G chord? Now there's like minuscule stuff that I'll forget like oh I should have played this riff this way because it's a lot easier I can bar a chord here blah 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 uh there's tips and tricks that I think you may forget but the basics like you won't forget but yeah so Alex Ross did that progression where you see him getting well and Matt brought up he wanted to do was it a hundred days of design at least like a month that yeah. would be cool Dude, there's a guy who does a hunt I can't remember it's every day he's got his website but he does a different like cinema 4d scene Every day, every single Holy day, with After Effects and all that and all that stuff, we'll and find them. We'll, yeah. find them. we'll put them up. I'll there. find it and I'll find it and share it. I've got it bookmarked on my computer, but he, that stuff's insane. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's stuff that like it would take me probably weeks to do. Oh yeah, take me a month to learn the program. Yeah, advanced, yeah, advanced <laughs> concepts. But yeah, Mike, Mike can uh, remember all the chords, but he can't. He still hasn't figured out how to design a footer yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> and it's because I don't practice every day. Yeah. And. Just design footers every yeah. day. All right, I've got yeah. 500 links I need to account for in this one. That is something I noticed too. It's like his, with his footers suck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they do. I cannot design for you. Everyone's noticing it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Let's talk about Mike's footers, man. <laughs> Hermes actually called and said, "Look, we were going to give you gold for this, but the footer, man. We got that. Footer. I think I saw it on the in the newspaper this morning. It was like footers. <laughs> My stuff's in the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got excited about seeing it." <laughs> Yeah, I had a lady come up to me in food lines like, you're the footer guy, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That guy they talked about, he doesn't know how to align links. <laughs> yes. uh, but I think it just goes back to, I don't design every day. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but like, I'm trying to learn Illustrator right now. And it's been like, I'd say a month. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, eh, in it. And like, there's times where still like, I don't do it every day. And then I'll be working in something and I'll be like, yo, Matt, I need your help. Help me, and then it's funny because I come and over there and be like, beep, beep, beep. and, and I'm, fucking, like, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But then showing that. you that, yeah, you'll know. But also, there's ten, ten different ways to do every one thing in Adobe, especially Illustrator. Mm. So like, I feel like I'm cheating you by showing you only one way, the way that I know, you know. Hey, but at least you're showing me something. That's true. At least you're showing me something, and I have that asset here because I'm in an agency. Because Matt, what'd you call me? An asset. Oh, okay. Ass hat. <laughs> you shit with that ass? <laughs> you poop with that butt? <laughs> um, yeah. I think there's uh, there's merit in that, though, to practicing every day. Because headers, and, I mean, I joke about headers and footers, but headers and footers are the, kind of the harder things that you have to do because there's something that have to go through the whole page. Yeah. They're not one section. To be, like that is, They truly serve a purpose. They are utility. 
which is one of the things we haven't talked about a lot with in regards to UI versus like other types of design, what makes it different is while like a label is important and we made a joke about a label last time, yeah. you know, labels are very important, especially like for branding. But when you have a, a label is important in a different way than a navigation that has literally oh, yeah. hundreds of links, you yeah. know? So it's not saying that designing a button is more important, but thinking like Mike said about thinking through the UX side, thinking through, all right, this particular dropdown is going to have 20 items. How do I lay those 20 items out? Well, understanding that each of these has between eight and 10 children. Mm. It's like, how do we, how do I design this menu? Like, how do I design this header to say this clearly, but also account for this? And then how do I allow this to account for even more, another level of it, which <clears throat> getting caught up on things like that can lead to it taking a day. Mm. Whereas my thought process when I work is like, get this done. And then, everything like I start processing everything else as I'm designing other sections. Then I go back. It's like, all right, this is how we can add. But if this can work, I know I can build from here is, is where, wherever I need to go. Yeah. I think I'm on the other side of that to where like when I'm designing, I almost think too much about the UX and that's, I get in my own way of designing. Yeah. This is actually, this is actually funny. This brought up a, uh, this brought up a uh, thought that I, I continuously have when I'm designing websites. I, uh, I get a little jealous of like or watching y'all like design or just seeing other people in um designing other things in websites because I get I get jealous because in my mind I think web design is one of the more difficult things in the design sphere. Couldn't agree realm. more. Yeah, I, I also agree. Yeah. And it what you do is cool, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I couldn't even begin to wrap my head around it. Well, it's, I'm not saying that to say like I'm a better designer or I know more because I don't as far as like design aspect, but like, man, web design is tough. There's uh, just so much that goes into it. Yeah. Well, think about this. You're designing something that not only does a client have to review and tell you like, no, this doesn't work for us or no, we don't like mm -hmm. how this looks after you've put all this thought into it, like utility wise or user experience wise. And then like it comes back, they don't like it. But then after the site goes live, or you have people, even within your agency, come back to you like, dude, this does not work. What in the <laughs> world were you thinking? And I like that hurts sometimes, but it's like uh, having to learn to like go around that. Like, I can't let that affect me. Like, I did my best. I just tried to do like giving a good design, initial design, and then this is where the team comes behind, right? Comes behind me to make sure the design works well. But sometimes, yeah, it is like. There's a lot wrapped up in web I design. See, and I see a lot of people too, like a lot of designers online and networks. I mean, they'll design for a homepage or a website and they'll they'll swing back and they'll be like, this is what they designed. I'm like, have you thought about it at all? Like, yeah. Do you know what you're designing? No, I don't ever think about what, I mean, it's like, it, like with the thing pissed everybody off about designers should know code. No, you oh, should know yeah. how to code. <laughs> you shouldn't know how to code, but you should also have a, at least an understanding, understanding of yeah. what's possible, right? And yeah. just tell yeah. them to kick rocks, kick rocks, man, <laughs> kick like, rocks. Like you usually say, everybody here should at least just know how the internet works. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. basic things. You use yeah. a website every day. You yeah. should know well, that's what the like fuck if you're, you're looking for. If you're a print designer, do you not know how ink works? Do you not know how different types of printing? Do you not know what the difference between embossed and beveled is? Do you not know the difference yeah. between matte and semi gloss and gloss? Do you, I mean? What are you talking about? You don't want to know what how CSS works or even what CSS is. Yeah. You know, like like you can't if you're be stuck in that one frame of mind. Yeah, you're gonna design yeah. a circle in a box model, but you know you get mad because your circle doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, like design things that the developer is like, I can't do this. Yeah. I don't, what, what are you what are you talking you have about? To, Just make it work. Yeah, you have to have some level of understanding of at least like the box model grids, how all that works, and then. And then the more, I mean, the more understanding you have, the better you have. Like Sycamore Hill, where it's got the text behind, like you've got the you've got the title text and you've got the super graphic text behind it that's got the gradient running through it. That's CSS being done in a different class over top of that title. It's not two different, it's not two different layers, but it's by knowing it's like, oh, we can type this in first. But it's also thinking through the UX side is you don't want to have to remember to go in and type this twice. Is it possible for me to run two different classes on something? You know, because it's not layers. You don't have layers in. In web design, sorry to disappoint anyone who thinks <laughs> that. But I see a lot of designs. I'm like, y'all have no clue what's going on. You don't yep. have, you've given this no thought in how it structures and how it stacks. You've got these weird cuts and jagged things and everything, but that's not supported by 50% of the browsers. 
you know, like you're setting yourself up for failure and your client up for frustration because you're designing something with no intention on how things works. And the same thing goes for print design. Like I said about printing, if they, if you're designing something and you make a mock-up with this gold inlay over top of it, but that gold inlay quadruples the price of those business cards and blows your budget out the water and you mm. got to go with your tail between the legs to the client, that's your fault mm. for not knowing what gold inlay does to something. Yeah. Mm. Like, anyway. I want them textured business cards. Yeah. yeah. That's going to run you. <laughs> I want I want those extra thick them extra thick ones that I can yeah. only fit two in my wallet and then I can't even close it. I, I can't even bend it back closed. Yeah. I want square <laughs> business cards that won't fit in somebody's wallet. Yeah. But it looks good. Yeah. It's going to run you a check, yeah. though. That's true. Yeah, yeah, so sometimes I get jealous because I'm like, man, I don't have a bunch of users trying to use their design. Yeah. Way, but yeah. They can just design it and throw it out. Like, yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt can just design an ad, and who cares if somebody clicks on it or not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I sure as hell don't. Yeah. That's what takes me so long, though, thinking through everything. Think about yeah. that, though. Like, you make when you make a, an ad, 300 by 250, standard square size, yeah. it's seen on every device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones seen on every device. I was going to say, I think UI has like a breakability is the word. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like it could be broken very easily compared to what yeah. I do. And but so Mike designs a hero section. Say he does it 1920 by 857. I think that's what we make ours for the most part cuz we we account for a Mac toolbar underneath. And so uh 1920 by the 857. But you have to also understand that it sometimes that's going to be 1000 by 600 and it's it's going to just warp and change and yeah. warp and change and warp and change. So it's yeah, it's crazy. You basically just like, okay, this looks good now. But then, like Mike said, you give it to a client, they just shit all over yeah. it. Yeah. After they roast mm-hmm. it, and then it goes live, and it's like, or it goes live, it goes live, and you look at it two days later, and like, dude, what the heck did y'all yes. do? <laughs> like, and we can talk about in a later podcast. I think why I don't think it's it's good for this one, but like, um, you guys can talk about social media and designing for that, but then. The other side of design is like a design to development handoff. Oh yeah, like we could do a whole podcast on that. That would be a real a whole episode on that. It'd be really also, handoff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, briefly, like what I design, make sh- making sure that gets to the developer in a way that he can develop the site out um, and, and get it as close to my design. Making yeah. making that whole process easy. There's a lot of steps that come into it, and that's why I was talking about the prototyping earlier in, in Vision. That's a big part. And we talked about that. We talked about that yesterday mm-hmm. um, about how we're going to r- further iterate our dev handoff as is to make it even better. Yeah. Um, I got a story for off podcast <laughs> about that that makes it. It's like, okay, we should have done this six months ago. Mm. But um, I think I think that would be beneficial for any creatives out there that are doing website design. To know that process, that process after after their work is done. Yeah. So in prototyping, if you are a, an XD agency, like or an XD designer, and you're using that, a lot of devs, like they request an XD project. Like devs are starting to learn to request an XD project, and they can open it and view the prototype. Whereas we use Envision, which Envision Envision's very nice. You just share it. Like anybody can have a free account, and that free account allows them access to everything they need. You know, but um, XD that you have to have the project. They'll request it. Hey, can you send the XD project or the sketch project? Can you send the and no, we're gonna send you a vision link. I don't want you. And to is have that for them to get a better understanding of how it's because it the, the be prototype built? is in it. So we use ah. we use Craft, which is a plugin made by Envision, which integrates into Photoshop and Sketch. Craft does not integrate into XD. Gotcha. So when Mike updates an artboard, he can just upload that single artboard inside of that page of his document, and it will update the screen on Envision like immediately in real time with the client looking that they mm-hmm. are. Um, and the only thing I wish we could do is be able to pull comments. Like we've talked about building something ourselves for that. Um, but, and we don't even use craft for what it, everything it has. No. You know, like it has a lot of things that we don't, we don't actually use for it, but it is very convenient to be able to upload our prototypes there. Mm. Because, I mean, Envision, like, it's got inspect, it's got comments, like, every, all that stuff. It's a way better prototyping tool than something like, um, I mean, XD does a very good job at prototyping. But for a client relationship prototyping tool, it does not have that. Yeah. I think they're using both, honestly. I think they're they're using XD for prototyping, like, actually in behavior with it. And then they're using Envision for feedback. 
All right. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, to close it, uh, we talked. We had we had Mike on today. Uh, we talked a little bit about his background, how he got into UI design, um, his background with videography. You know, turning himself into a unicorn, which is someone that that can do more than one thing uh, well. You know, um, did you turn yourself into a unicorn? Or I you think just, like sign up for unicorn school. Yeah. I guess I'm a self-made like unicorn. I whittled my own horn. Albeit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's a baby horn. Right yeah, now. it's a little baby. That's, horn. A, that's our first piece of merch. As a unicorn, it's my head. Uni- unicorn <laughs> horn with a spiral and a pocket knife just laying on the piece of the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whitt- whittle your horn. That's whittle whittle your own yeah. horn. Get on that, Matt. Design Got it up. It. Oh, yeah, let me write that down. Um, we talked about music and design, uh, how that yeah, impacted yeah. his oh. uh, his journey to, to become uh, a good UI designer and, and just a good employee uh, at, at an agency. <laughs> how to be how to be a teamster? Yeah, how to be a team player? <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on that. Well, more more so the discipline side of things um, of the of you know understanding music and, and having the patience to learn. Um, last but not least, we, we talked about, I forgot. You just blinked on what we yeah, just, yeah. just blinked. I'll edit this part. It's fine. <laughs> no, don't edit. Just leave it in. We talked about music and how music relates to, to design. We talked about learning and, and adapting to what's been required of you. Talked about getting out of your head and doing a good job. Talked about, um, ideas over tactician things, um, Lean on the people around you who can teach you what you need to do, but focus your time on learning how to think and lateral. We talked about understanding the lengths at which your design will be consumed and how UI different is different from standard graphic design because of the user has to have the usability and has to be fluid with all different devices and browser types. Uh, we talked about uh, whittle your own horn merch coming soon and be able to look up. Yeah, uh, every. Uh, Creative Cave comes out live every Friday afternoon. I feel like I was just in court and I got the lady to read back the uh, minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what just happened. She's over there just clicking away the whole yeah. time. Right. And then he said And we talked about how <laughs> we talked about how the three of you are gonna start designing every day. The three of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what y'all talked about. I, do I don't I, mean, I don't just personally drawing, feel con- if anything. Yeah. I don't feel convicted to do that, but so to oh, all yeah. you creatives out there, well. go make something. Don't be afraid to to just start. You know, whittle your own horn. Whittle whittle your, start whittling <laughs> your horn today, because yeah. you too can be a unicorn, and you can take your skills wherever you want to go. Um, you just got to start. All right. Well, that's episode two of Creative Cave. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Um, we'll see you next time. Creative Cave is a React Radio production. All contents are filmed and edited in the React Studio. For past episodes, as well as our sister shows, check out reactradionc.com. Thanks for listening.